I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Women Winning in the Music Industry. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers, and catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes for Hot 97 and Fox 5 on my website, lisaevers.com. Now, our focus in this episode, the music industry and women. The industry is still very much a boys' club, but more and more female artists are winning and winning big. And in hip-hop, it's never been better for women. The Bronx's own Cardi B knocked megastar Taylor Swift off the top spot as number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And a new album by hip-hop artist Rhapsody has the music industry and rap fans buzzing. This all comes amidst a trailblazing year by superstar Remy Ma, who proved a female artist can kill it with her feminine style and looks and her diss tracks. So is it ladies' night every night now? That's what we're going to ask our panel. Joining me is the one and only T.T. Torres, Hot 97 on-air personality and music director. She's also a multimedia personality. TT, great to have you on. Hi, thanks for having me, Lisa. Awesome. Awesome to have you with us on this. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a hip-hop journalist and pop culture expert. Somia, great to have you on. Hey there. And also with us is Rhapsody. She's a hip-hop artist. She is the one who has that album that everyone is talking about right now, Layla's Wisdom. Rhapsody, great to have you on. Oh, pleasure to be here. Titi, I want to start with you on this because you're close to a lot of the artists. You deal with them every day on a daily basis. The whole idea now of women, we're looking at it in a very different way. There's no longer that question that dogged us mm -hmm. for so many years of, will they be taken seriously? What do you think's going on? First of all, I love your album. I just want to tell Rhapsody. All right, good. I love the album. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I've been trying to like connect with you for a while, so I'm glad that you know, you're here today because the album is amazing. Um, I think what's going on is that you know, women are now being taken serious. I mean, hip-hop has beat out rock it has beat out so many genres of music as that top number one um, music platform and what people want to listen to and then i think with the success of what remy ma did when she came home from prison um the successful rap battle that she won on top of the epic summer jam performance with queen latifah cardi b um uh, i could go on and on and on i mean the lady of rage it was so many iconic females on that lineup, it just kind of opened up this wave of female artists to just say, yeah, I'm here. I got bars. I can rap. I don't always have to be about sex appeal and this, this and that. And it just reignited the women in hip hop. It's just an exciting feeling to have right now. It's like everybody, there was that sense of like, yeah, we can do it. it we, we can, can do really it. do it. And we can spit bars as equal, if not better, than a man. Exactly. Speaking of which, Rhapsody, there, there's been a lot of compliments for you on the new album, a lot of positive commentary and anticipation as well. How do you think, what do you think about what TT just said? Man, I, th I think she's right on. You know, if anything, I think we've always known we could do it. Um, it's just, we done it. We did it before in the 90s, you know, getting people to notice again. Like, where have the females been? Why don't we see them in the forefront? Why aren't they on our radio and our TV stations? You know, because we've always been working for years and years underground. Like, we went nowhere, but the focus shifted, and it became really an all-male game. So, you know, I'm excited about this new wave, this new energy, all these, you know, up-and-coming artists, you know, and the legends, too. Um, so, you know, it's just a really an exciting time. So, Mia, are there certain factors, social factors, cultural factors that are going on right now that make this the right time for artists when, for female artists when they had such a rough time in the past? 
I think the big thing for female artists was there needed to be a male cosign. So either a mentor or someone jumping on the track with you to give you that legitimacy, almost ushering you into the room. What's so great with Cardi B is with Bodak Yellow, she's the um, second female rapper to be at the number one spot unaccompanied. And the last person to do that was Lauren Hill in 98. Well, she's actually number one now. Yeah, but then the second person to be number one. In history, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, for Cardi B to be at the number one spot since 98, I mean, that's a very long time, and kind of in between there were successful females, but they weren't unaccompanied tracks. So I think what's really interesting with her story is a female artist who in many ways is doing it on her own. I think that's why her story is so exciting and hopefully speaks to like this larger trend of women in hip hop. And Rhapsody, what about for you? Because in terms of your identity, one of the things your fans love about you is your authenticity. You've stayed true to your voice. Your stories are very personal. And, you know, you spit bars <laughs> as good as any guy. I mean, there's no question about that. But has this impacted you, other artists, what you've seen other female artists doing throughout the years? Um, yeah, I, I draw inspiration, I think, from everybody, men and women, and, you know, just the idea of, of women needing a cosign, I always thought that was, like, a double standard because you hear it a lot, like, women do need this cosign, but I think, like, all, every guy I know that has reached that plateau had a cosign as well. Jay-Z had Big Daddy Kane, Kendrick Lamar had Snoop Dogg, and, you know, uh, all of West the West Coast. Coast. All the of the West Coast. Coast. Yeah, West the Coast, game. Right? right. Yeah. J. Cole has Jay-Z. Jay like, if you think about it, it's like, so why are we separated to need a cosign when everybody has a cosign? If, if your music is good and it reaches that level, it's only natural for someone up in the top tier to notice and be like, yo, I rock with you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but yeah, it, it's it's inspiring to see Cardi B reach number one. Like, I champion her. Like, I, I love her spirit and her personality. It's, it's dope to see Nicki doing what she's doing. Um, you have Il Camille in the West. You have No Name uh, Gypsy in Chicago. Like, there are so many females coming up dreezy uh in detroit or is it chicago detroit detroit, detroit. detroit. so you know um it's inspiring you know i i get uplifted like to see like yo don't get discouraged like there really is a movement there's a sisterhood this idea that there can only be one at a time and we have to fight against each other for this single spot that's a false narrative and like, i think there was painting. a big and i think there was a big wake-up call about that at hot 97s at our own summer jam when remy yeah, ma right. took the initiative to call all these female artists Smart. up. People were telling me that she was calling them over the Memorial Day weekend. She, and she was. Brought and them together, TT. Tell us yeah, about that because you mean, were involved in that. Yeah, I definitely was um, involved in, in, you know, helping her, you know, just organize. But it was her concept. It was her idea, her concept. It was something she wanted to do for the culture because, you know, when she was locked up in prison, and not to tell her story because this is her story to tell on her own, um, she would, you know, listen to the radio and just wonder, like, you know, what's going on? Like, why isn't there multiple females doing this? Like, are you are you serious? And so when she came out, you know, she wanted to just express how she felt and she wanted people to see unity among women in the rap industry and understand that, you know, we can come together, we can coexist and all be at the top and all be successful and all make a lot of money and also pay homage to people that have done it before us like Queen Latifah who has set so many incredible records on her own in terms of Hollywood and just taking the rap game to a level that some people couldn't even imagine it going um 
So, you know, that unity on stage was very important to her. But most importantly, it was something that she really wanted the young generation to see and understand and to um, be inspired by that. That this is a new day in a new way and it's the, yeah. the way is wide if, open for women. Right. And if you are a female rapper who want who if you're in your hood or whatever, wherever you at and you have dreams of one day becoming a female rapper, you too can do this and not be discouraged by it. Yeah, and I love that message. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women winning in the music industry. We'll be back right after this. Hey, yo, 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 what up, what up? It's the infamous Mob Deep prodigy right here, you know what I mean? And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, you know what I mean? And real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women winning in the music industry. Is it ladies' night every night now because of all the records that are being broken, the new artists who are out there, the current artists who are making waves? That's what we're talking about with our panel. Joining me right now, Hot 97's own TT Torres. She's a music director and an on air personality, as well as a multimedia personality. TT, great to have you. Hi. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Wonderful to have you always. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also with us is so Somia Krishna. Let me do that again so you can edit it. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a hip-hop journalist and pop culture expert. Somia, great to have you. Also with us is Rhapsody, hip-hop artist. Her latest album that everybody's talking about is called Layla's Wisdom. Let's talk about sexism. TT, your music ex industry executive at the original hip-hop station <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> Have you seen changes just in your career? Um, in terms of what? In terms of sexism, in terms of where you're taken serious. Did you ever encounter not being taken as seriously as a man or being questioned for an extra? I mean... I think that comes with the territory, unfortunately. Um, you know, when you're dealing with men, of course, you know, it's it's a natural gravitation, right? And then after a while, after you kind of set the tone on what type of business you're in, I think you just naturally come off like, I don't play that. You know what I mean? And and it's so funny because people always ask me that question. I'll be like, I must not be that hot because I got they don't really be coming at me like that. So, I mean, I don't know if no, it's just it's about... No, it's also if you're about your business. It's also about, I was going to say, right? it's also about how I carry myself because it's just this aura that I have about myself that it just doesn't come off sexually. It comes off more about just being a businesswoman and getting straight to the business and I'm not really interested in anything outside of that. So I think you give off what you get at times. So I mean, what about the sexism? Because we've seen stories too where, you know, female, and there, there's current stories going on right now, not just in hip hop and R&B, but also pop music where female artists have had problems because of male quote unquote mentors and, and that type of thing and always being approached sexually as opposed for the talent. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think, unfortunately, it's alive and well. Um, and we see this not just in hip-hop, you know, it's in media, it's in politics, it really permeates the culture um, of America. And, you know, it's, it's funny, because I think for women, especially when you start out in the industry, you have to prove your worth. Whereas I think if a man walks in the room, same age, same qualifications, you more have to do something to disprove your worth. And you know, I think even when I started in the industry, um, one of my first internships, I would wear a business suit because I had another job before I walked in. That didn't stop guys from hitting on me, from other interns to executives, managers. 
And, you know, sometimes it's overt and other times it's done back door. We should totally grab dinner to talk about your career. Right. Or I'd love to mentor you at 3 a.m. at my house. You know, right. so I think right. for you kind of learn, you kind of right. learn. And I think, you know, at least at this panel, all of us have been very lucky to have long careers and established ourselves. So in that way, we may be sort of removed where people do take us seriously. But for me, I always want to be mindful of that young girl who's an intern or maybe an artist, someone who may not have the leverage to say no or to push back or to speak out. And, you know, I think we have a lot of strides to go in so far as sexism. And so what, what Rhapsody, what about that? Because you, your manager is the legendary ninth wonder. You're with Rock Nation. You have that infrastructure around you. But as you're starting out, as you were just making your first moves in the industry, as a, as a beautiful young woman, did you have those kinds of experiences? Or maybe share some knowledge for, for some of the ladies listening now and the girls. Um, I, I think I've experienced it in, in small amounts, or I've, I've seen it for other people. But Ninth has been with me since day one, since I first started recording my first two records. So in a sense, I was protected a lot you right. know, and groomed. I had Ninth one and Young Guru, who both uh, managed me and mentored me. Imagine so, you know. <laughs> That's they, unbelievable. Right. It's the Amazing. dynamic duo. <laughs> I don't think people really understand what she just said. What right did she there. just like, say, Titi? Break it down okay, for us. Ninth Wonder and Young, young guru, guru, she had the best representation of the culture right there right right from from the core and and they both had a big hand in women like before me ninth used to rock with Jean gray and you know guru got his start with nonchalant so you know i i was protected very well with you know with both of them but you know before i, I got to ninth i remember um I, w I was looking for a manager and i went to a guy and you know, I had on work clothes. I was working at Foot Action, and he was like, you know, we could do something with you. Put some heels on and a skirt. And I was just like, nah. And I went, I went to the studio to see Ninth. You know, right after that. <laughs> we could put um, some heels. You know, like, but that, <laughs> but that is usually a euphemism for something else. But, but yes. that does exist, though, right? Definitely. But it, it yeah. exists because they think if you know men don't want to, as an artist, sometimes you know, record labels and industry insiders feel, not everybody, that if you are not sexy enough or if yeah. you don't sell sex or if men don't want to, quote, unquote, have sex with you, then you can't sell albums. Right. Or you can't, you know, um, be among the masses because you don't have that sex appeal. It has right. to be that, that, that you know, that one foot in, you know. Exactly. Well, what about, what about that? judged by their appearance. And again, this isn't just relegated to hip hop, but it's even every, the every most, industry. you know, accomplished woman, you could be a CEO and a Pulitzer oh, look at Hillary, Cl Hillary yeah. Clinton, Michelle Obama. And the they first all thing were they judged by their appearance. She's really pretty. Or, wow, she's a great dresser. Whereas for a man, his accomplishments speak first, right? And then his attractiveness, his charisma, et cetera, come after. But I think with women, it's always whether you're an artist, an executive, a journalist, a broadcaster, the first thing they say is, wow, she's like really pretty. Right. Or you look yeah. good, why aren't you wearing heels? Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably yeah. been my biggest thing I had to, to fight through. Like, I, you know, I look at other, other MCs in the game who are not female, and I, I see they're judged solely on their skill. And I have a song on the album called Black and Ugly dedicated to that. I remember coming up and, you know, oh, she's not attractive or, oh, she's ugly. Or somebody's like, yo, check out Rhapsody. And the guy replies, what does she look like? And it's like, what does that have to do with the music? You know, I said, that's been like one of the biggest hurdles. So I don't know when it changed. It felt like it was like a post-Lauren type thing. Because if we think about when you had Roxanne, Shantae, MC Light, Queen, Foxy, and Kim, like they all were different. They all didn't put sex in the forefront, but they all coexisted together. And somewhere like after 98, 99, 
things became video vixen mm-hmm. and it's a, it's amazing like you know and now that's the narrative like if you if you don't have your boobs out you're not gonna sell so it's when you see when you look at the old sometimes when we're looking at we're doing like an old school show or we're looking back at some <laughs> of the artists i look at what the female artists were wearing they're like in turtlenecks they're in hoodies. <laughs> exactly. there's not, there's not, you know there's hood jewelry but there's not like it, it's just it's crazy but right. i think sometimes you know in the old school women almost put on the clothing and the appearance to mimic men right, right. and you've if you interview or speak to a lot of, you know, kind of the old school legends, they say, I wanted to be taken seriously. So that's why I wore the baggy shirt, the baseball cap. But when I was at home or with my friends, I dressed the way, however I wanted to dress. And, you know, it's interesting. It is still that idea that for a woman, I think even today for an artist, you know, if you come into the room based upon how you're looking, people make a very snap judgment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're wearing a, uh, a jacket or buttoned up shirt okay so she must be about her skills if you're showing a little bit of skin okay she clearly wants to hang out afterwards but my thing is why can't it be both why does that be one or the other or, or all three neither yeah <laughs> but isn't it don't you think that's changing also too i mean and look, look at latifah through her career and then how the the appearance thing also i think some of the female artists are turning to their advantage in terms of business opportunities tt look at look at nikki with the clothing line you have a tt i mean tt with, with your cover girl line maybe that's a projection but yeah you know, well prediction, I, hope, but I hope so latifah, well, latifah with the cover with the cup co- that was a huge milestone for her to get that cover girl contract and be yeah. there the face of cover girl for for so many years and then or like a janelle monet who's also yes a face um you know i i think beauty comes in all shapes sizes colors um it, it's just i think that at the end of the day to to your fans and and the people that support you being your authentic self is what really matters and regardless of how the industry tries to shape or mold you or whatever, fans and people connect to people, to real people, and the authenticity of themselves. And that's what I appreciate about art and music. No, definitely. All right, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women winning in the music industry. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now, you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on women winning in the music industry. Joining me for this episode, T.T. Torres, Hot 97 on-air personality and music director. She's also a multimedia personality. T.T., great to have you with hey, us. Lisa. Thanks for having me. Awesome to have you. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a hip-hop journalist and pop culture expert. Somia, great to have you. Great to be here. And also with us is hip-hop artist Rhapsody. Her latest album is called Layla's Wisdom. Rhapsody, great to have you with us. Oh, pleasure to be here. Let, let's talk about the charts and also the audience and the way music is being delivered now. Somia, has that helped women artists because it's going directly to the consumer? They don't have to go through all these layers of guys asking them for uh, mentoring sessions at 3 a.m. in the morning over right. cocktails? Right. Uh, I think it helps all artists. Um, you know, now it's a time where you can go directly to the consumer the idea of having to create this glossy music video that gets shipped to the networks and having to sort of curry favor with a lot of like the kind of old school guards I think is gone. Um, But I think the flip side of that, there are still some gatekeepers that haven't changed, whether it be traditional radio, whether it be traditional media, record labels. 
Um, and there, the representation of women on the executive side, on the staff side, it's still a growing process. So I think it's we're evolving in the right direction, um, and there are a lot of wins to utilizing like social media and the internet. But I think we have a lot of strides still. And Absolutely. I think women in general are taking initiative to put themselves on that level as well. You know, just growing within their company. I see more and more, I, I would like to see more, but I see more and more women in power and in executive positions. And I think that, you know, more and more women are not afraid to take those leaps and go beyond the traditional role that a woman would normally play in the music business. Rhapsody, do you feel as an artist that it's even wrong for us to say female artist? the way we would say, like, he's a Latino hip-hop artist. Like, Joe always, Fadjo always said, yeah, I just, I want to be known as a hip-hop artist who happens to be Latino or who is Latino, as opposed to that being the definer or, or the category that you're put in. Or do you think that's inevitable? It's it's, it's a weird topic for me. Um, and overall, I don't like the term female artist or female MC, only because I feel like the connotation has changed today and it's used to box you in and separate you and say you're less than and you know this is the circle that you belong in with the ladies anything else you're not supposed to compete with the guys you know when we have a year-end list of, of best mixtape we're going to put you on the female you know releases when you know i remember you know i've always kind of felt like that since i've been in but i remember growing up like it was a thing to be a female artist it meant power like there was this respect that came with it and I remember I went to a, a Black Girls Rock event. It was myself, uh, MC Light, Lauren Hill, uh, Mumu, um, and the singer from uh, DC. And in that space, I didn't mind it because it felt like it was a sisterhood and it was something that was powerful. I didn't feel like I was less than. But it, you know, when I think about the music business, I hate it. You know, I see how people use it. You know, even. When, with this latest album, I hear people talking about, oh, you're one of the best female MCs. Well, where do I stand in your whole idea of MCs? In your whole universe period. of MCs, right. period. And right. the story, just based on the lyrics and mm -hmm. right. just based on what you're doing. So I would I would love to see it, you know, turn into something more powerful and less separative, separated, you know, amongst artists. All right, well, hopefully we'll have, we'll be at that point and we'll be doing a show about that, <laughs> right. that, that, that that's changed. And, and what's interesting is, you know, for a long time, like white rappers face that, m white male rappers, where right. they would say, no, I have bars, don't put me in this category. And I think we can all agree now with the success of Eminem and Macklemore and all these artists that we've moved away from that. So now it's, oh, you're just a great artist. You're a great rapper. You can be on this list. And to your point, Rhapsody, you're right. Like a female rapper or artist is just a rapper or an artist and should be celebrated and judged as such. And hopefully we'll get to that point. Let's talk about Cardi B for a moment because this is a historic achievement for her to be number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and knock out Taylor Swift, who is apparently the biggest earner. Big slice bread, right. <laughs> just like the, TT, what about her, what about that song, what about Bodak Yellow that just got people? Bodak Yellow is just a massive hit. It's just no, nothing else. It's nothing more you could say. It's just a hit record. And when you have a hit record that just touches people in a way, that's what you're going to get. And um, Bodak Yellow was just a massive hit with everybody. It was a social media um, phenom, the song everybody would post up. It was just a massive hit. There's nothing more I could say about it. It just, it just hit a nerve and it went there. So, I mean, what do you think about it? Because, and, and also, did, how much of Cardi's personality and people knowing her personality have to do with it, do you think? It's huge. I think with Cardi B, the song is 
an infectious hit, but I think her personality is what really gets people. And I think right now it's Cardi B season and every single person's talking about her. Um, the song success, I've seen Miley Cyrus shouting her out. Taylor Swift sent her a bouquet to congratulate her. I mean, very rarely when you get dethroned do you send the person <laughs> a that's, bouquet. But that but to me is like people jumping on a wave. Like that's like the whole Taylor Swift. I think the fact her personality garners a wave speaks to it because every rapper doesn't get that. Some artists, you are your song. Period. And once that song runs its rotation, but to somebody no one like Taylor Swift, she kind of, she kind of wants that attention. Like she kind of, she sending her flowers gives Taylor Swift more attention and more credibility. Wait, and like, a, like and a, I'm the queen, yeah, and I'm and gonna a, let you have the throne for one and, day, like in that. In the hip hop world, in the hip hop I mean, world. The thing is, Nicki shouted her out. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, we Remy pay, did too. Remy you know, did conspiracy too. theorist, but I do think with Cardi, there is something about her authenticity and honesty that really touches people in a way that, you know, most artists, you don't get that. You can have a, a hit record, number one streaming, but as an artist, I don't want to hang out with you. Cardi B is someone that you want to get a beer with, and I think that's something that's very powerful and authentic to her. Rhapsody, I see you look like you want to say something on this. Oh, I see both sides of the argument. I, I definitely think, you know, it's a hit regardless of what. Right. Um, and people, I think, do like her, her personality. Like, she has a story that, you know, is special. We were talking earlier, like, you're going to see labels try to go out the reality stars and make 10 Cardi B's, but there's just something special about her personality, too, that and, people And also, with. people don't understand, she was already that before she got on reality. Right. Reality She's TV. her authentic self. She like was her said. authentic self and way before reality TV. And the reason why reality TV picked her up, because she was her she authentic was self she was so unique. on right. social media. Right. But you're going you're to have labels trying to repeat yeah. it when you can't because it is authentic. And that's what I love about her because she's so, it's honest. It's you, honest. It's authentic. But, you know, like you were saying, there are artists that, you know, are going to support because they love her. And there are artists that are going to support. It's like, okay, I got a move to make. I can hate or I can get on and be classy and, and try to get some attention away from it. That really does exist. Right. Like, you know, and that's true. So, you know, that's that's just me Seeing both sides, of the seeing story. both sides, of it, but in, in the in the pressure. I mean, there's you, you, we're talking about the pressure right. that's on women. I mm -hmm. remember the first time I interviewed Young Ma before she had her big hit, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, she said, "Yeah, they want. They told me I had to look more like a more feminine. That I had to look mm -hmm. more like a girl." And she's like, "That's not who I am." And so she turned down some pretty big opportunities because she just wasn't gonna do a big. A big makeover. She was who she was, and look what happened. Isn't, isn't she another example of this authenticity thing, TT? Yeah, and and her record was that ooh record was a, a ooh, great yeah. record. Like that record knocked, and she was her authentic self. Man, that's why I respect Cardi B so much, and I respect Young and May so much. Is because, you know, they rap and they stay true to who they are. And if you like it, cool. If not, I don't care. Like, right. and keep it pushing. I'm just here to make music feed my family, take care of what I got to take care of. And that's it. And I love that about them. Is, it, is this also like a cultural thing, too, Because for the women are going through in general, where it's not like you don't have to be the one that pleases everybody anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the good girl. It's not the good girls who are winning. So me, what about that? I think it depends on the artist, because I think for every one Cardi B, there's going to be a myriad of artists who do have to play that role, right? Where you're the vixen or you have to say the right things, do the right things, people scrutinize your moves. I think with her, just who she is intrinsically is she just does what she wants. And I think the team she has 
currently has really promoted that and also given her space to breathe you see her doing things with fashion you see her doing things in kind of the lifestyle space because it's authentic to her she has a great personality she has that charisma and I think that just shines through but I think the team around her and sort of the institution she's a part of has also further that and with some artists they don't get that right if your label or manager is like no no we're going to move a different direction we're going to rebrand you which is the nice way of saying you suck we're going to totally change who you are um oftentimes female artists get stuck in that but i think cardi b has been very fortunate in that case but there's also a hardcore group of hip-hop fans that they want a certain type of music they want a certain type of message well what's interesting is i remember before the record hit number one my timeline was so divided on twitter i'd have a lot of women supporting cardi b and a lot of men openly saying i don't support it she can't rap i don't like this idea that reality stars or strippers are getting record deals and you know to me my <laughs> argument was always you know but it's okay if you were a drug dealer or a killer exactly and let her or shoot her to go you know what i mean like yeah. she's having her moment and it's not for you know you may not like it that's your choice as a listener but let's not just write her off because you feel her story's any less authentic than someone else but i do remember quite a few men that i would speak to in the industry or see fans people on social media were hating on cardi b until it became obvious that she's everywhere and her record is moving up the charts and her and you sort of get on the bandwagon or get off it yes. but tt the question what, what what's your final word on I that i mean I don't want to see the Catch Me Outside girl rapping. I think she's trash. I mean, there's some people that got it and some people that don't. I mean, people are going to have opinions regardless. So if you knock and if you not, people are going to have opinions regardless. So you just have to stay the course and focus on, as an artist, what you want out of it and just keep it, just keep it pushing, man. But, you know, it's some girls who got it and some girls that don't. And... That's just how I feel. And there's room for everybody. Yeah. We're talking about women winning in the music industry. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Rhapsody, hey, this is and you're Rhapsody. listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers, where we talk about, we talk about power, power, but also power, push for peace. I picked it up and built a powerhouse, caught a case. 
I got murder in my profile. They can still billing me. See, that's just the appeal of me. Respect on my name. Why y'all looking so emotional? Power. I feel the energy. Hey, it's coming Took me, I said you're right, hey, to get next to you, plus Mesa and MH, hey, invested in you, so I feel the energy, invested person. That was Power by Rhapsody. It's off her new album, Layla's Wisdom, and she joins us for Street Soldiers. Rhapsody, great to have you. And congratulations on the album. Oh, thank you. I tell everybody the love is overwhelming. Like, I like to thank everybody, and I just can't keep up, so thank you. <laughs> I know, so much support. The the listening party was great. So many people yeah, the came out for waffles, that. Yeah, the the donuts, that sweet chick that we had. <laughs> it was a really good time, good energy. It was fantastic. Also joining us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist and pop culture expert. Somia, thanks for being with us. Great to be here. We really appreciate it. Let's talk about the album a little bit. What was, what number album is this for you, and what made you really kind of want to put all of these stories together? Uh, this is my second album. My first one was The Idea Beautiful that came out in 2012. Um, this new one we, we spent two years on, um, and I think it, it just a maturation of who I am. Um, you know, everything, you know, how I grew in, in my skill and how I approached song making and to just getting comfortable of being more personal and, and telling these stories and making music that I really wanted people to relate to. Like, you know, people know me for bars, like I really go, but it's just like, how can I give you bars, but at the same time, give you real life stories that you can connect through? Because, you know, we live life Monday through Thursday. You know, we might party on the weekend, but we go through all these different emotions in our life Monday through Friday. So I just really wanted to be honest and tell this story that I knew would be the story of other people. So. And how do you... How do you make a song like that? <laughs> You're like, I got the bars, but I have to do the stories. Um, do the words come first? Does the you know? Do you you get with ninth? And like, what kind of sound are we gonna put to this? Right. For those of us who don't make music, um, it just it depends. Like you know, with me, sometimes we'll be in the studio on the couch, and everybody will be just talking about you know ideas or concepts but just life in general we're just having conversations it might be something on news or somebody might be telling a story like yo i'm going through this at the house and you know that will turn into a, a idea for a song later and it's just like yo you have a, a beat to match this or sometimes i'll get a, a a beat from ninth like the last song jesus coming on the album and the beat you know has this sample that's saying it's time to go home and that just automatically triggers something where it's like, I have this idea. I know how I want to build around this music. So, you know, there's no set way for me to make music. I just kind of pull from whatever is given, you know. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have ideas that I hold for 12 months. And, you know, I'm just waiting on the right beat to bring it out. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, now I can really bring this concept to life. So it just depends. It just depends mm -hmm. on it. So many of the power in, in Rhapsody's music in general. What's your take on it? I'm just so happy that you are experiencing this success now because so many people in the industry have been fans of yours, supported you because you really represent a quality artist. And oftentimes in kind of inner circles, we'll have these conversations and your name always gets brought up. So it's really cool to see after the first record all these years later um, to put out such an amazing project and get that love that, that you deserve. So I think for those people who haven't heard of Rhapsody, I would say definitely go listen to Power, listen to the whole album. 
album um, and know that this is someone that we kind of as insiders have known about for a long time. And it's been a long time coming. So I'm just really proud of you. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, congratulations on it. That's <laughs> awesome. But there's also something else, too, going that's going on, I think, in the culture, too, because mm -hmm. every time we do one of these, what is the state of hip hop? You know, the people like, well, the, the, the mumble rap and the trap mm -hmm. music is the end of hip hop as right. we know it. Right. And the, the, the culture and then the, the certain, but there are certain standard values there are certain core values that people mm -hmm. who really appreciate the music adhere to so it's it's great to see you coming along too because i think a lot of people are mm -hmm. are happy to hear you and, and and see you doing it the way that you're doing it and re really that trend now it went from sort of the mumble rap to what they're calling sort of like soundcloud rap right so artists who may have one record on soundcloud get a deal and you never hear about them ever again and you know i think there's a place for that right it's sort of like junk food sometimes you just want to eat a bag of Doritos right. and that's it but other times you want like a good home-cooked meal and I think artists like Rhapsody like Kendrick um, J. Cole they represent kind of the other part of the coin and people are hungry for that too so it's cool to see them coexist because oftentimes you only hear about sort of the here today gone today flavors of the week but you know other times when you're hungry you want something substantial that you can really sink your teeth into or something that has a lot of humanity to it. Absolutely. Were there any of the songs that were on the album that were Layla's Wisdom that were hard for you or that you were kind of like, this is a little bit, this is like super personal, this is kind of, <laughs> you know, um, there was like a, like maybe personally, not difficult, right. may, that might not be the right word, but just, just like you were kind of like, wow, I'm really kind of opening up on this. Yeah, uh, Black and Ugly was one for sure, you know. Um, just talking about self-confidence, you know, because I always come off as being, you know, very confident and loving, loving of myself. But there was a point in time where it's just like, you know, I questioned it and I wasn't as self-confident. My self-esteem wasn't as high as it normally is. You know, I was comfortable writing and telling the story, but I definitely, you know, looked at myself and stepped like, like, you're really opening up and you're being naked to the world, you know, more than you ever have been, you know. And, and it felt good at the same time, but I, I just knew, like, you know, that's a caterpillar turning to the butterfly. Like, you know, just be comfortable and, and whatever you do and stand by what you say. And it's, it's going to inspire somebody because somebody else is feeling like that now. So how can you make them feel the self-confidence again that you are now exhibiting? Um, so that was one. Um, you know, the other ones, you know, they were they were just easy er you know I didn't, they just I came, didn't think about it. It just yeah. came to you because of what was going on and right. what you're going through. You know you know we have a, a a love section where we talk about the roller coaster relationship of love and how vulnerable we are in love. You know and and how sometimes it's okay to say I love you but I need some space like get away from me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know right. you know we talk about right. on power like what do you put power into? You know we talk about you know I have lines where it's like we as women are powerful because we can bring life into this world but let's also talk about power that are given to people that you know power trip and they use it in the wrong way or do we put power in guns or in god or in money you know um they're they're out uh songs like um riding you know and that's that's something about you know family um a, a personal experience but i was able to tell it away where you know i wasn't telling someone's business but you know it talks about depression you know and how we deal with that as humans and especially as black americans um so you know there are a lot of different topics we touch on on the album but you know Probably the most personal one that I was just like, hmm, was black and ugly. <laughs> it's just like that. And then what kind of reactions are you getting from people? Um, what kind of it's, feedback? It's been amazing. Um, you know, some people are saying, you know, 
is something that they like Buster Rhymes that is his favorite album or the best albums he's heard in a decade and to hear that come from Buster Rhymes is like wow Whoa. like I'm honored and you know you see people tweet that and you know Joe Button and and Charlemagne the God you know they kind of uh echo that same sentiment and you know people are like album of the year so it's just like wow like you know I thought it was going to be a slow burn you know for people that really have to live with but you know to see the reaction like it's it's just overwhelming and you know I'm thankful, you know, that people connect with it and it resonates with them in that way. But that's what real art does. Right. Mm-hmm. It touches people and it moves people and it makes people feel like they're not alone going through those experiences. So right. that's got to be an amazing feeling to know that you, you can touch people that way through, through what you love. Definitely. And yeah, there's a Nina Simone quote, you know, an artist's job is to reflect the times and to be the voice of the voiceless and to feel like you've accomplished that in some way, like, you know, is really humbling. So. Sonia, when when you look at Rhapsody and you look at the nature of her music and what she's talking about, and and those types of things, there's also like on the one hand, there, there's no gimmicks. It's it's the music, it's the bars, it's the you know the production. Is this is that also a trend in hip hop? Do you think away from all of this like super showiness, the super, you know everything sparkly, the mm-hmm. you know rhinestone <laughs> nail extensions, you, you know what I'm saying? Like all the bl- the the blinginess of everything. And yeah. and just the the overnight success type of stuff, and you see something like this, and it's like real quality. Is that a trend? I think we see both. Um, I don't think the sort of flashiness is going to go anywhere. It may just sort of change forms from the blingy nails to like Balenciaga, but it's still going <laughs> to always be there, right? So I think that's a part of it, and that's okay. You know, right. certain songs we love you wanna, it. I mean, yeah, you want to listen to at a party or at the club that probably don't deal with family situations or self-love or depression those are things you want to listen to when you're by yourself you want to have real conversations with people in your life about it Um, but I do think that we are seeing more and more artists be vulnerable and that's something we've seen whether it be going back to like a Drake or a Kanye, Cudi um, you know, people like to see real emotion if it's authentic. And I think going back to what you were saying, music can serve really as therapy, right? Not just for the artist, but also for fans. And it opens up dialogue about self-love and suicide and mental illness, like really deep topics that sometimes we as humans can't enunciate. But through our favorite song or favorite artist, maybe it helps us heal a little bit. So I do think that there's something there about really touching people in a meaningful way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Rapsy, we're almost out of time. What would you like people to, they can download the album mm-hmm. across a lot of platforms, yeah. iTunes, of course. Yeah, you can get the uh, the album Layla's Wisdom on Apple, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, you know, Google Play, whatever your favorite thing is. Um, you can also go, also go to my website, IamRhapsody.com. You know, we'll have hard copies soon, so, you know. I, all I ask is for a listen. That's it. At the end just of the give day. you a listen. Just the ear. That's the first time I've ever heard a hip hop artist. <laughs> I just want, just give me a listen, not That's like it. buy my album. <laughs> but she doesn't need to do the hard sell, right? right? When you know that you have something dope to tell the world, Touché, just yes. one listen, and that's all they need. Oh, and that's all you. they need. And Rhapsody, thank you so much for being oh, with us. We really you. appreciate it. Sonia Christian Murthy, great to have you as thank always. You. And uh, thank you so much. This is Street Soldiers. Uh, Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.